Good morning, church. Good morning. Will you pray with me? Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Church and state. Wouldn't it be something if the two could work harmoniously together? If they could work for the mutual good and benefit of others, that there would be a common good and not self-serving striving. My husband, Steve, he has a t-shirt and it's got an outline of the US Capitol on one side and the outline of a church on the other. And if I'm remembering correctly, there's an equal sign with a slash through it. The two are not the same. The two should remain separate. That is the message behind that shirt. Now, if the two got along, there would be no need of a t-shirt, no need of the same. Separation of church and state. I was on an airplane once and I remember looking out the window, I was right there by the wing, and there was a sign of a, of a man falling back with a big red slash over him. Now that leads me to believe that someone at some point tried to get onto the wing of that airplane and fell off. There is no need for a sign, no need for a t-shirt if there is no problem. There have been great abuses of power, to put it mildly. Great abuses of power. In today's gospel story, we hear, so to put it said, the church and state mention. There's a question. It addresses the separation, and it provides Jesus a great opportunity. He criticizes his detractors, his inquisitors, and at the same time goes beyond the limits of their question. He always goes beyond. Teacher, they say to him, as though they are sincere after having praised him as a great authority and teacher of the law, man of God, teacher, give us your opinion as if they care what his opinion is. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? So often Jesus goes right into the object lesson, which is never a direct answer. It's a parable, it's a story, it's a metaphor, but here we see Jesus is absolutely fed up. You hypocrites! Why do you put me to the test? And they have been putting him to the test from the very beginning. You notice at this point in the story arc, Jesus has already entered Jerusalem. Palm Sunday has passed, and we've got all these stories about what people, in particular some of the religious leaders, are doing wrong, their behavior. It's hypocritical. 
You hypocrites. Who are these inquisitors? Well, on the one side you have the Herodians. As their name implies, they are to an extent loyal to Herod, to the principles and policies of the Roman Empire, and only because they feel like if they negotiate, if they keep the peace, then they will retain some of their power. They are Jews, but they are secular Jews, if you will. On the other side, you have the Pharisees. The Pharisees come from a long line of priests of the faithful who follow the law and oral traditions of their faith. These two seem to be odd bedmates, don't they? The one representing the state, if you will, the other representing faithfulness to God. And so Jesus says, after criticizing them, he says, show me a coin. We sort of wonder, well, where are we going with this? And they produce a coin out of their pocket. I think it's interesting. Jesus doesn't produce a coin. He doesn't have one. He doesn't trade in Roman currency. He doesn't trade in temple currency, for that matter. The fact that they have a coin on them shows that they're already in with the emperor to an extent. Tell me whose image is on it. This is an invitation for us to consider our own coins, if you even use them anymore. The penny, <laughs> whose image is on that? The nickel, I, I couldn't even remember what it was called. What is that five cent? Nickel. <laughs> Who's on the nickel? Jefferson. The dime? FDR. And then you've got Washington on the quarter. You've got the Kennedy half dollar. There's an Eisenhower dollar coin. And, and then, then there's Susan B. Anthony, right, the women's rights activist. And then, they, and then there's Sacagawea. The Native American, she's got a baby on her back and she's smiling as, as what? As she was helping Lewis and Clark lead their expedition, she's got a baby and she's smiling? No, I don't think so. <laughs> and, then, and then you have something in the, in the bottom, you have in God we trust. The Declaration of Independence talks about the separate and equal laws of nature, laws of government, and laws of God, but you've got this big head and, a, and a, in God we trust. And the big head, it has to be said, were of men, some of whom were of humble origins who did right by their country, all of whom were in one way or another brave and generous, but there were men on those coins who were slave owners, who did some not so good things. The men were white. The men were predominantly wealthy. Our images tell us so much about what we value, don't they? Show me a coin. Whose image is on it? Jesus says, always an invitation to us as to those of his day. They say, well, Caesar's, of course. And then Jesus says, well, 
Essentially, what's the problem? Give to Caesars what is Caesars, and give to God what is God's. This wasn't a trap question at all. It's almost like a, duh, what were they thinking? That they were going to trap him with this? Pay taxes. Of course, we don't just tidily walk away from this. Oh, okay, yeah, we give our taxes and then we give to God. Well, what happens when separation of church and state is such that the state is having laws or using tax money for nefarious purposes, not only not for good, but for evil? Then what? What about our civil rights servants? Harriet Tubman, Martin Luther King, John Lewis, who opposed laws and yet supported them with their very lives. What about the portion that we are to give to the government, the portion we are to give to God? Can they be divided? How do we know? And this is where our thinking expands. Give to God what is God's. In our teaching, in our understanding, God is creator of all that is. The psalm for today, the earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. And so it renders moot in a way this question of paying taxes or not, it puts it in the larger perspective of if we seek to be followers of God, and in particular we who seek to be followers of God in Jesus, then are we offering ourselves and all that we do to God in service, which means compassion and kindness and mercy, yes, but justice and standing up and speaking out as well. Render unto Caesars what is Caesars. Render unto God what is God's. I'd say if we are living through Jesus, by Jesus' spirit, then we are doing what Jesus has asked of us. Amen.